welcome into another episode of Origins. I am Sean Hamill, and today I've got Matt Molcock on the show. Matt is the CEO, Senior Advisor, Head Person in Charge. Do you have any other titles on your parking space at Dentist Advisors? I don't think so. I think <laughs> janitor or whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Right. So Matt <laughs> yeah. is the CEO at Dentist Advisors, which is probably the premier, one of the premier financial uh, advisory firms that work specifically with dentists. I know a lot of you probably know Reese Harper. That's how I first had heard of Dentist Advisors and Matt and I got introduced a few months ago at this yeah. point, um, which, you know, ADM, we're obviously super proud to be a sponsor of of Dentist Advisors and, and the partnership type stuff that we do. But Matt, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast. Definitely, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it still feels very weird when you introduce me as CEO. I, I genuinely don't feel totally comfortable with it yet. It's, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. It's funny. So. I'm the same way. It's super weird to see uh, like partner, managing partner. Like, you know, it's just, it is weird, especially when yeah. you know, in my, in my situation, I mean, the, the company's done better than I really ever imagined. And so yeah. it's cool to get to do stuff like this because we have folks like yourself on who have a huge influence in the industry. And we just talk about origin stories and how you got to where you are, which I'm super curious. I know yeah. reading your bio, you've got that investment background. Um, how did you get started with dentist advisors? How did you get into financial advisory, uh, the yeah. pathway of financial advice, being a financial advisor? How'd you meet Reese? Like, Take us on that journey. How did all that come to be? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a very normal path. I started out in um, in fitness, so naturally, what's you know that's a natural path <laughs> over to financial planning. No, but that is actually real. Uh, I thought my after after high school and then uh, failed attempts to play college football. Um, I what stuck from that was my love of fitness and and just working out and. Uh, as some people will say, maybe being a bro, I don't know. Um, but I, I've always loved it. And so, uh, and I always wanted to have a, a positive impact, like have work that had meaning, right? And for me, the gym and fitness had a lot of meaning and, you know, health and all that. I was like, this is really cool. I'm, it just kind of was a natural thing. So I pursued that for a long time and I did it. I did it for a long time. I, um, for years, it was you know, training and doing powerlifting stuff and coaching and, and, and really liked it. And then I, I think I grew up a little bit and realized, realized that, uh, yeah, I had to pay the bills and, uh, I got married and I was just like, all right, I got to figure something else out. Um, so long story short, kind of started looking for something a little bit more serious that maybe had a better path, uh, a little bit more of a clear path. And a friend of mine, um, I started dabbling in some real estate stuff, real estate investing stuff, and did that for about a year or so. And was just kind of literally just kind of messing around, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, a friend of mine called me one day, knew I was kind of looking or that I was always exploring different stuff. And I was pretty young. I was in my early-ish 20s, uh, mid-20s. And uh, he called me. He says, hey, man, I, I've been working at Fidelity Investments for a while. You should check it out. And I was like, I am not like, I have no experience in any of that. What do you mean? He's like, dude, just show up. Like, uh, you know, they, they hire you in these like classes, almost like, almost literally like getting hired or almost like starting college. Right. And they train you, they give you all your licenses, whatever. So I just gave it a shot. I was like, Fidelity is a great company. I, I've always been interested in this kind of stuff. It's kind of cool. So let's, let's give it a shot. And I applied as like, I'm not kidding you, Sean. It was the lowest of the low. Literally. I made a joke earlier with the janitor. I was lower than the janitor, right? It was like customer service rep 
you couldn't even like when we got there and we were like started taking phone calls, they were like, you, because you're not licensed, they call it pre-licensed. Uh, you can't say anything. So all you can do is transfer people. So I could like say, hi, I'm Matt from uh, Fidelity Investments. Um, where can I transfer you basically before you get your series set, what's called the series seven license and a series 63, all these licenses that to be, you know, actually like what you'd think of as a traditional stockbroker, you have to be, go through this test. So I got hired there, did all these tests, trained, you know, was there, um, fortunately passed all the tests and then just kind of started moving up from there. Uh, worked at Fidelity for five years. Um, during that process, my wife got into PA school, uh, physician assistant school out in California. I was very fortunate to move out from um, Salt Lake City where I was at the main kind of what they call a phone site there from Fidelity. And I moved out to a a branch in Southern California. And that right there is where my job turned into a career. <clears throat> I started meeting with people face-to-face -face as opposed to over the phone. I was meeting with probably, um, I'd say five to six people a day, five days a week, just literally just nonstop. I was able to get my CFP out there with certified financial planning designation. And it just, it became real. I was like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Uh, this whole idea of having that positive impact on something that matters fit very much with this as well. And I, I just fell in love with it. And so I uh, was able to really like, was able to fortunately find a lot of success at Fidelity and move into some roles that got me a lot of great experience. When my wife graduated, um, unfortunately, my mom got sick simultaneous to my wife graduating. Um, she was diagnosed with, with terminal cancer which uh, forced, not forced, I chose right away. It was like, no, no question. Um, I quit my job and was coming back to Utah. And I was like, I'll just figure it out. And uh, in the interim or during that process, I got a reach out from a recruiter and said, hey, you should look at this um, Reese Harper and Dennis advisors. And uh, fast forward a few months, I was able to meet them. You know, they said they saw something in me. I saw amazing things in them and the team and what they were doing. Uh, now that is over five years ago. So I've now been with DA for uh, five years, holding various roles from financial advisor, senior advisor. And then about five, six months ago, was able to, uh, or was offered the position of CEO. Uh, and here we are. So it's been maybe more than you bargained for, Sean. I don't know. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. I uh, I thought I wanted to work in finance too. So I actually got uh, recruited out of high school by this company here in Kansas City called DSD, which is just like a, a brokerage house that, you know, you figure out what trades you want and where are the minions that put the trade through. Did that, wasn't a fit, just wasn't me sitting in a cubicle yeah. all day, like just wasn't me. And so uh, there was another company here called the Mutual Fund Store, because I, I really thought I was- Oh yeah, I know that, yeah, yeah. And so Adam Bold and that whole crew, they were here and much, you know, I, I, I didn't really have a, a, any kind of value that I would bring to them. And so I basically called the CFO and bugged him for months. I was like, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. And he hired me to clean their stock rooms and to file paperwork. Yeah. Started. Yeah. It's awesome. Worked, yeah, man. I worked my way up and thought I was going to be a CFP too, but man, sitting in a cubicle all day was just not for me. And, uh, I did that for years. It was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up on a whole different journey playing music and doing that stuff. And that's really where I found my love for marketing. But yeah, financial advisory stuff, it just has that allure and appeal. And especially 
you know, finding that connection with Reese because he really was was a trendsetter in dental financial advisory. I mean, he was the voice of, you know, dentists need specific advice and you should look at yep. things a specific way for your profession. And I remember seeing his content years ago and it was, you know, it was really, really good. Um, and then he kind of, I know he's got a bunch of different things he's doing, but just to see the company get to where you guys are at now. And I really had noticed a lot of the stuff that ADM was sponsoring, like you guys were right there next to us on the marquee. And then of course you hired Spencer, who's, who's the man, good old, good old Spencer. Amazing. Shout out to Chip. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Spencer's One of the best awesome. hires we've ever made, by the way. He's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He really is. I mean, he's just, I don't know him in that capacity, but just meeting him uh, with regard to Crown Council, just a phenomenal human being and yes. and seeing what he's been able to do too. I mean, it's, it's funny how, you know, this financial path brought you here and it kind of kicked me out the other way, uh, but just, just the way that things end up. It's kind of crazy how that works out. Yeah. So you're in Utah, you met, you met Reese and you yep. started working your way up through the ladder. I mean, did, was working with dentists on your radar was being a CEO on your radar, did it all? <laughs> I wish I could say, I wish I could say this was all planned, Sean. I, I honestly like, so it's even funny. My, my wife. Um, so after Reese uh, offered this to me and I can go into detail of kind of what's happened if you want with Reese or why this is even the case. Um, but when he offered it to me again, I can't remember the exact time frame. It's probably five or five ish months ago. Um, first of all, I was kind of blown away. I was like, whoa, like, like, honestly, like, what are we talking about? I had to take like a week to even like consider this or take it on because I'll be totally candid. Um, following, like following someone like Reese, who I look up to so much and admire so much. And he's done. He has, here. he has such a great reputation in dental. If you talk yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. He's incredible. And so I always have felt for better or for worse, I've kind of been living in his shadow and I probably will forever. And that's totally okay. If I can live in someone's like that shadow, then I'm I'm doing all right. Right. And I like to joke that I'm a professional coattail rider. I basically just ride coattails and I've been riding Reese ever since, ever since he, uh, he offered me this position even five years ago when he took a chance on me. Um, but when Reese offered me the position uh, and I, after some, some time thinking about it, I, I accepted and my wife was like, after a few days, I was kind of reeling. I was kind of like in shock a little bit and kind of thinking like, what's going to happen here? Uh, and it just, again, literally shock. And she said one night, she goes, should we be celebrating this? And I was like, I guess, like, because to your point, I wasn't shooting for this. I wasn't like, I'm going to go be the CEO of this company. And to your question about working with dentists, I wish I could say for the dental people out there, like, yes, this has always been my dream. Like, no, it, it wasn't. I didn't even think about it. What I, why I chose dentist advisors and luckily they chose me was the people and the fact that Reese from day one, I remember this day still, I was my very first visit to the office to look through, you know, to meet everyone. And it was like my final interview to make sure that I wasn't a weirdo. Um, I still haven't determined that yet. Uh, Reese told me, he said, Matt, we are different. We sell with education. And that was so refreshing and so new to me in my, in the space I was in. Uh, we sell with education and I've tried to carry that mantle on, you know, now and, and double and triple down on that. Like we just want to add value with education. And then if people want to hire us, great. We think we can add a lot of value, but that's, that's what got me. We, we, there's a lot of unique reasons we work with dentists and I've understood that over the years now, why, but really we just work with people. 
that happen to be dentists and we just want to add as much value as we can. And that's, that's why I chose dentist advisors and how I ended up where I am. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, I love the story of you becoming the CEO <clears throat> and it really wasn't on your radar because I mean, I feel the same way. And I know that a lot of the doctors listening to this podcast feel the same way. They get thrust into the CEO position and feel completely ill-equipped. And so the recurrent theme in these episodes has been how many successful people like yourself are on the show. And they all say, yeah, it's super vulnerable. It's uncomfortable. I, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things I wasn't bargaining for. And just for other doctors to hear that it's okay to be vulnerable as a CEO. It's tough to be a yeah. business owner. There's a lot of things you get thrust into that you never counted on or never planned on. And it's always important to find the right advisory team, whether that's a financial advisor, whether that's a consultant, whether it's a CPA, whether, you know, whatever it is, a marketing advisor, just knowing that those people too have the same vulnerabilities and have the same feelings of, wow, like I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel that way all the time. And of course it's hard to be raw like that. It's hard to, you know, I'm not going to tell my team that, but I might tell certain team members or just get there. I told feedback. my team that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I did. Sean, I told my team that I did. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, guys. We'll figure this out together. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like the world would be a better place if we all just like admitted that we're all just shooting from the hip and trying to figure this out as we go all of life. You know? Yeah, I definitely share that with certain team members, but yeah, most of most of my team, I mean, it's we just, you know, it's like a family, you just have a good time, rally around the yeah. common cause and, and stuff. But I appreciate you sharing that so much. And I'm curious, you know, what would you say really is in terms of stepping into the CEO role? What was the thing that you felt maybe was your biggest area of growth or, or what, what made you feel most vulnerable stepping into it? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. I think like seriously, if I'm being, if I'm being totally honest, just like knowing what a CEO does, like, I'm not kidding you. I was like, okay, uh, CEO, what, what, what does a CEO do? Cause I've kind of like gradually and naturally taken over more leadership roles here. Um, I was the first advisor they hired outside of recent Ryan. I'm, I'm kind of like the little stepbrother that no one knows about. You know, I make jokes when I speak sometimes it's like, Hey, you guys all know Reese and Ryan and they're like, they raise their hand. Like I'm the other guy, you know? So, uh, but it kind of naturally started happening of just my, I think just my approach to the team, my approach to genuinely want to help like the team members. And like, as we started hiring other younger, younger advisors, I really wanted to mentor them and just help them. I just genuinely wanted to. So I kind of started naturally taking the leadership positions at Dennis Advisors, um, but it was really, really weird it was a really weird concept when you put a title to it. It was like, I was already kind of one of the main leaders here. Uh, but when you title it, I was like, I genuinely don't know what an, a CEO does. I was, I'm not kidding you, Sean. I was going on Twitter. I was going on Google and just trying to like get a better sense of like, okay, what is the role of a CEO? Um, but I will say uh, I've kind of let that go a little bit of just this idea of like, it should be anything. And I'm just trying to be myself. And I'm trying to focus on, I think right now, if I had to define it and not saying this is right, this is how I maybe make myself feel better. I'm like, I want to keep an eye on culture, make sure I'm focusing on culture and vision. And I'm making sure everyone knows what that culture and vision is. Keep that intact, uh, that we're all rowing in the same direction. And I'm just hiring good people and I'm just letting them do their thing. And I'm not getting in their way. Like if I, I feel like if I can do that and make sure that everyone knows I love them and I care about them. Uh, and I'm here for every one of them. I feel like that's what a CEO should do. Uh, 
maybe at the broad level. But uh, so again, to, I guess to succinctly answer your question, what's the most vulnerable I got or what was it specifically? Everything, like <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing. Well, I feel this, I feel the same. I mean, it is just getting everybody rowing in the same direction. It took me a long time because it's like, well, I don't play golf. So like what? what yeah. Am I <laughs> yeah. Right. Neither do I. I'm a financial advisor. Oh my gosh. I'm an embarrassment. And then you kind of feel like, you know, you're, you got the Bob's interview and you, and that's an office space reference for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say you do here? And I'm, I'm like you, like I hired, like we've hired some incredible people. Like, and so they take so much off your plate that you're like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Yeah, totally. But you know, just, uh, kind of just, being that rock of here's what we stand for. Here's who we are. Um, and it took me a little bit to learn what you said about getting out of the way, yep. like being able to, to trust people and, and step away and, and things like that. But it, it always makes me feel better to meet and talk to people like you that the journey is so similar. Cause you know, a lot of times it's isolating and I think Absolutely, Dennis, yeah. Fall, yeah. And Dennis fall victim to this too, because they're high achieving, you know, they're, they're used to, to not only hitting their goals, but crushing their goals. Like getting into dental school is really hard. Like it's really impressive yep. and all of these things. And then being a business owner, it's so vulnerable and just another person affirming, like it is lonely. It is hard. You do feel like, what the heck am I doing sometimes? Or I'm yep. ill-equipped to be running a company. And so just being able to affirm that for doctors is, is huge. And it's not something people like to talk about, of course. It's also not yeah. a super sexy topic for a podcast, you know? <laughs> But I think there is comfort in knowing that the people that you look up to in this industry, you know, I'd love to have Reese on sometime and figure out how yeah. he ended up doing what he's doing, but or doing what he'd done. I'm, I, yeah. I do want you to kind of go into what he's doing now. I yeah. Really, I really don't I understand what it, what it yeah, is. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would love to tell you about Reese and what he's doing and how I like part of the reason why I'm here is because it was time for him. You know, he, he felt like it was time to move forward with his new endeavor. So just for some quick origins on this, um, when I got here, uh, Reese had already. Reese is such a genius, innovator, forward thinker. You know, Reese uh, started a podcast, The Dennis Money Show. We've now been going for almost eight years now, straight. Never missed a week for eight years, uh, and he started that. It was his idea from the beginning. When people were like, "What are you talking about a podcast?" Right now, like podcasts are very mainstream and very normal. At the time, people were like, "What are you doing?" But one of the things he invented along with Ryan, his co-founder and, and Jacob and some of the original team members uh, was a, a, a financial planning process that we call Elements. It's a framework for delivering financial advice and organizing our advisors to deliver advice within these like really easy to understand categories uh, and what we call, you know, financial health indicators. So he, he and the team invented this uh, proprietary approach, right? Trademarked it created it and and we were delivering it when i got here we were delivering that as as part of our our uh, offering uh, along the way reese reese's genius crazy brain decided oh this could actually and he we started to get some interest from advisors we get a lot of advisors who listen to our podcast who are always snooping around in our on our uh on our website and we love it we're like hey we're here to you know growth mindset we're here we're here to help if you have any questions so we've talked to advisors along the way so he he started to realize, oh, this is actually like something we're getting a lot of interest in or people are interested in this. And so he uh, started, literally started a tech company within the financial planning firm of Dennis Advisors. And the tech company was called Elements. 
we brought in a whole new team. And at one point, literally at one point, it was pure chaos, Sean. It was like a, the only word I can use is chaos. We had a whole tech team, our planning and like our current team that we have at Demons Advisors all as one. And we were trying to kind of build both at the same time. That did not go well, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, you know, ra- uh, what is the whole saying? An eagle chasing two rabbits ends up catching neither. So he was trying to chase two rabbits. He realized very quickly he had to separate. So he separated the companies. Uh, so now he is off CEO of Elements, a software company. They've landed their Series A. They're off selling that software as an app to advisors to help spread the good word of Elements. Um, he just realized he couldn't do both. And so it was time to move on from. So he's our chairman currently right now at Dennis Advisors. He and I still talk a lot about strategy and high level stuff. But we've been managing Dennis Advisors day to day. When I say we, I mean, Ryan, myself, Justin, Jacob, our whole team. We've been managing it really without the day to day stuff with Reese for two years now. He's been building elements. So that is he's he's off in the exciting world of tech right now. Wow, man, that is a, a tough market, but that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and is is that innovation? I mean, what is it that drew you to Dennis Advisors? Obviously, we are skill set, even though going back to Utah, there's a, probably any number of places you could have worked. Why did you pick Dennis Advisors? Yeah, I think innovation. Uh, for me, it's really simple. It was the team. Like I, I said this um, when I kind of gave my quote unquote acceptance speech, right, uh, to the whole team. And I was telling them I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, one of the other things I said <laughs> is uh, I fell in love with this team. Uh, from the second I got there. Uh, and I truly mean that. Like I met the whole team and just how genuine everyone is and how just down to earth and the financial space, Sean, as you probably know with your experience doing it, it can be filled with egos, right? It can be filled with really competitive, just egomaniacs and, and a lot of insecure people, let's be honest. Uh, and and I lived in that world on and off, right, for about five years. And so and Fidelity is a great company, but I got some exposure to that. So when I met Reese, I met the team and just the, their approach, their genuine nature, their no ego. It's one of our main focuses is hiring people with no ego, team focused, truly trying to do what's right. Not saying we always succeed. We screw up all the time, but that that's what that's what brought me here. And that's why I'm here. That's why I stay. That's why I'm helping build this thing is because how amazing the team is. We've added people along the way. We're up to now over 20 employees um, and every single one of them is incredible. So team is by far the, the easy answer on that one. So what's what's next for you guys as a team? Where's where's Dennis Advisors going? I mean, you've got obviously the, the element software is separate, but where is yep. Dennis Advisors specifically headed? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so our focus right now is just being the best financial planning and investment management firm for dentists, right? Uh, we've been very tempted over the years, as many businesses are naturally, to try to get too broad or add different things or acquire different companies. And we've been tempted. We just, we keep coming back to our central purpose, which is, you know, every dentist deserves financial peace of mind. And we want to be the, you know, we want to be the group that does that. And we want to be, you know, our, our our actual purpose statement is we connect, educate, and empower people. So that's that's our focus. And so we've always been focused on organic growth, not doing it through acquisition. Uh, we're always doing it through content. We are right now so many exciting things that we're rolling out, um, whether it be this year or next year, around content. So specifically um, doing uh, masterclass series, like education content through masterclass series, 
We are doing uh, mastermind groups. So we're going to start connecting dentists all over the country, 10 to 15 group or per group where we'll facilitate. And it's going to be dentist led. We're going to be hiring dentists to be mentors for these master class or master, yeah, master class or, or mastermind groups. Um, so a lot of stuff with content. We have an event coming up. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to get in trouble probably from my marketing team, but we're doing an event um, in June of 2024 uh, called the Dentist Money Summit that we are so excited about. It's going to be in Park City, Utah. A lot of details to come on that, but that's what we're doing. We're trying to double down on education, double down on adding as much value as possible through those channels. Um, we have been growing year over year. It's never stopped. Um, and we just, that's our goal is to keep keep doing it and and really own the dental space within this niche of financial planning for dentists by doing it the right way. That's awesome. I'm really excited about the money summit too. That's that a dentist advisor summit, money summit, whatever you guys end up calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Some dentist something money summit. I don't know. Yeah. And it's cool. I think we're like doing I, dentist money summit. I think it's going to be dentist money summit. I'm pretty sure. Well, it's in Utah in the summer, so it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Be Park city. But it's, you know, it's, it's always good. And I always like to encourage doctors to, you know, where it's not just a transactional relationship, like a company that's got a comprehensive, you know, well-rounded, it takes a village. We're here for you in a multitude of ways, Yep. providing education and things. It's such a great way to do business. And it seems like, I wouldn't say that it happens often, but it seems like the companies that really do that provide that, that additional value outside of just what the service they're providing really seem to do well in the dental space. Um, so it's awesome to see dentist advisors going up that road, especially with the innovation and things that you guys already brought to the market. I remember watching Reese's show when I first started, cause I didn't, I mean, I got in this helping a, a friend essentially, but I didn't really know a lot about dental. So I just kind of perused dentistry IQ. And then, you know, Reese was one of the people that you, you know, him and Howard Ferran, like you tune into those podcasts, Yeah, uh, but it was, it was so foreign back then. And then now, I mean, you put dental podcast in and there's thousands of them. So, Oh yeah. So many, it's kind of, it's kind of wild, but you guys got the OG for sure. And yeah, you, guys exactly. have a really nice, you guys have a really nice studio. I like the studio a lot. Our, yeah. We've done it. I don't say we, the team has done a great job on the studio. We, we co we share it with elements now because they've got a new show that they do. They've been doing for a couple of years and then uh, we use it for the Dennis money show. Whenever Ryan's in town, Ryan and I do a lot of shows over zoom. Uh, but Ryan comes in town a few times a year, probably once a quarter, and we try to record a few shows in the studio. And it's it's really fun. It's fun being in there and feeling like kind of legit. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in this like super cool studio. If you you kind of feel like Joe Rogan or something, but uh, <laughs> well, it, and it's guys, pretty cool. You guys have the student loan one. Is it's Thursday? I think. I put yeah, it in thank you. Yeah, thanks for yeah the plug. Yeah, we are doing a special webinar. Uh, so I just did an interview with Travis Hornsby on student loans. Uh, I think it came out last week. Uh, we were just, he's, if, if you don't know Travis Hornsby, studentloanplanner.com, he's fantastic. This has been a huge thing for dentists right now with all the changes happening and student loans coming back on. So we built a whole landing page. If you go to student, or sorry, dentistadvisors.com slash loans, you'll go to a landing page there. It's all education. Uh, you can sign up for a call if you want to talk to us. Um, it connects you to all the content there. It also, to your point, Sean, it gets you connected with the special webinar we're doing. It's free for everyone. Uh, you can come. I I, I want to say, dang it, uh, it's the sixteenth, like you said. Yep, sixteenth. Uh, we're going to be doing that pot, uh, doing that webinar. Uh, it's just going to be uh, answering questions, doing a little presentation on what's happening with student loans right now. 
But yeah, it's huge. I get asked about it a lot. With ADM, I try to do the same thing with providing value outside of just marketing. But we also work really closely with Dave Rice and Ignite DDS, which is a lot of students too. Yep. And this, this issue comes up a lot. So I'll make sure uh, this episode will air after that, but we'll make sure oh, to gotcha. ramp up. Uh, and if it's on YouTube or whatever, we'll put all the links to everything in the show notes for yeah. this. Well, Matt, I, I can't thank you enough. I have one more question for you that I ask Please. everybody on the show. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> it's not as hardcore as it sounds, but I, okay. I, I always like to encourage people to talk about the books that they're reading or the books that changed something in them in terms of how they operate, how they are entrepreneurially, maybe something that changed them just as a, a human. I know for me, I always talk about Atomic Habits. It's probably my favorite book. <laughs> that ever. was going to be my book, oh, no. Oh, no. I got another one. I got another one. I got another one. We're good. The other one's Building a Story Brand. It's a phenomenal book by Donald Miller. Yeah. Uh, but I always ask everybody, what are what's on your reading list? What are you reading now? Or what's something that you just recommend to everybody in terms yeah. of something to pick up and read? I, I love this question. And I'm not kidding you. I was like, as you're going through that, I'm like, okay, what are some books that fit this bill? Atomic Habits is one of my favorite books of all time. The practicality uh, that James Clear has in that approach with that book. And I've heard so many interviews with him. He's kind of like my sensei. He doesn't even know it. Uh, and he wouldn't care if I said that, but uh, he, he's amazing. Um, I would say, so I, I do, I, I love reading. I haven't been reading as much lately because of just nature of the beast right now it's happening. But the book that comes to mind outside of that, uh, surprise, surprise, has to do with money. The best financial book I've ever read is called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Uh, my guess is some, a lot of people out there have heard of this. He's he, Morgan Housel been listening to his, or sorry, I shouldn't be listening. He just started this podcast, but I've been reading his blog for years. It's called the, um, he writes for the collaborative fund. If you want to check that out, he is a phenomenal writer and his book is, I recommend to everyone. We actually, um, gave it out as gifts, I think last year to our clients. Um, either way, it's a fantastic book. It is so practical. It is so real full of stories, so easy to digest. And and just his perspective is so down to earth. Uh, Psychology of Money is definitely one of my favorite books ever. Do you get the uh, the James Clear Thursday email? 321. 321. Yeah. Anybody listening to this show that doesn't, go sign up for that newsletter. That, yeah. And then there's an influencer on Instagram that I love to follow. His name is Ben Meir. Um, he has fantastic content too, but that and three, two, one are probably two of the most valuable resources ever. And it's every single week. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Like it's like hanging out with James clear must be just crazy. Amazing. Like, just all the He's time. incredible. He's incredible. Every, every time I read that newsletter, cause it's so simple. Right. And I love quotes and he's so good. Him and Morgan Housel have a, have a superpower of distilling complex content or complex topics into something that is like leads to every time I read that it's like this aha moment, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like the best quote I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. And then the next week it rolls out. I'm like, that's even better. So yeah, three, two, one is the, the best newsletter out there. I think he'd be a great keynote speaker for Utah. Yes. He is on our list. Uh, he's a little pricey. I think he's a oh, little I pricey. Could, I could imagine <laughs> Yeah, maybe you could get like his younger brother or something or his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so no, Jay, uh, we just did a planning meeting the other day, and and he was one of the top on my list. Uh, we would love to. I just don't know if we can afford him right now. Well, and Mike Michalowicz is one of my favorite speakers. Yeah, too. have you he, read he, it? He, um, is that Profit First? Yeah, Profit First, and then he wrote yeah. like 
Get Different, which is a great, it's one of the most underrated marketing books out there. Okay. Um, Cause he's like toilet paper entrepreneur surge. I mean, he's written so many. Yeah. Really he's written a bunch. Yep. Yep. That'd be a good one too. Get Different is such a good book too, just in terms of market differentiation, finding you know, you, you eloquently put where you kind of find your why in the space and then yeah, make sure everybody's rowing the same direction. His book is, is a really, really good one that nobody really ever talks about, but it's a really, yeah, really I'll good have to check that out. marketing book. Well, he wrote cool. all these amazing entrepreneurial books and then he's like, oh, I'm going to write a marketing book. And By nobody, the way, yeah. Nobody noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you sharing your origin story. Can you let everybody know how to get a hold of you or how to get a hold of Dentist Advisors if they want to learn more? Yeah, definitely. Um, best way, DennisAdvisors.com. Uh, I don't know if I should, I mean, I'm happy to do it. My email, just pretty easy, Matt at DennisAdvisors.com. If you have any questions, uh, I'm happy to answer. Or if I don't know the answer, which is decently likely, I will get you someone on my team. Uh, but Dennis, dentist, DentistAdvisors.com. Um, I, I have to emphasize that because a lot of people call us dental advisors. It's dentist, singular, DentistAdvisors.com. All of our content's on there. You can book a consultation if you ever want to talk to us. We're really, really nice. Um, <laughs> so if you ever want to talk to one of our advisors, let us know. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Take care.